with the disciples and those around about his departure. And they couldn't understand what it was that he spoke of. But we understand that the place that Jesus has prepared is a gift for all of his people. And we want to go home with him and be with him one day. It is good to see you here tonight, both members and visitors alike, those of you who are present, those of you who are online. We thank God for your presence. Let's go to God, please, in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the glorious opportunity we have to worship you. For this is another another time within this day that we are able to say thank you and to lift you up and to set you apart in our minds from the world and from our day-to-day activities. That we might stop for just a moment and pause and think of you and your greatness and of Jesus, your great Son. Help us, Lord God, to be filled with the Spirit from your word, to be filled with spirituality, that we might be able to go out to fight the good fight of faith throughout the rest of this week. And until we meet again, Lord God, we pray that you'll allow this food, the spiritual food that we receive, to give us the strength to continue on every day. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray and thank thee. It be thy will. Amen. We're going to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to continue with the disciples' prayer. Tonight, um, I I kind of had to uh, change up a little bit because this morning uh, lesson, um, because I'm short on time, uh, to finish these up within uh, the end of the month. Uh, I had to do this in this way. So this one, our daily bread, um, is what we're looking at tonight. God has uh, tremendously blessed America. I mean, this place is, is beautiful. We thank God for it, the, the land of the free. And, uh, and I always want to think about food. Just, I hope you don't get hungry and go grab a snack. Just listen to the lesson, right? Um, but there's food in abundance, right? We have a food in abundance. It's everywhere in our stores, in our restaurants, hotels, hospitals. I mean, you name it. Wherever you go, you can almost find food. Even if you go to a convenience store, you can find food. A vending machine, you can find Food is just in abundance. It is not just here. It's in so many other places in the world. In fact, food is so abundant even in our world that one would almost forget that there are about 180 million people without. That, when I say without, I'm talking about like without. Destitute. Uh, not just malnourished, but without. The disciples' prayer... God gave us this provision. This is actually a pretty scary sermon to me, I think. And, uh, you know, you could, you could list this under the, the list of hell, fire, and brimstone sermons if you're listening. Uh, it may not be one where we're yelling and screaming, but I want you to listen, please, to the message tonight that God is trying to reveal to us. Verse 9, Matthew 6. Pray then in this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom Come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. 
And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Verse 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. So I'm going to ask the question once. I'm going to come back and answer it again a little bit later in the lesson. Let's go to Exodus chapter 17. The question is, can you actually relate to the statement that Jesus makes in the disciples' prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. We'll come back to that. In Exodus 17, beginning of verse 1. Then all the congregation of the sons of Israel journeyed by stages from the wilderness of sin, according to the command of the Lord, and camped at Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarried, quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? Verse 6. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, drank from that water that flowed from that rock. You know, every day when we, or every time throughout the day, we, we flush our toilets, 1.6 gallons of water go away. When we turn the faucets on to, to brush our teeth, about, about a gallon of water flows through it. Water is a precious commodity, but, but we have so much water and such an abundance that we don't even think about it, do you? I don't think about how much water is flowing through the faucet when I brush my teeth. Daily bread is a figure of speech that refers to our basic physical needs. It recalls the manna that God provided for his people in the wilderness. And what God did was God provided enough for all of them, but not so much to where they could stockpile it. And save it for days and months. But only on the, the, the day before the Sabbath did he give them twice as much. But every day he gave them enough food for their day. And he used miracles to teach Israel a lesson that by now we should have learned. And that is to trust wholly in our God. So listen, if you will, in verse 11 of Exodus chapter 16. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the grumblings of the sons of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it came about in the evening that the quails quails came up and covered the camp, And in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as the frost 
on the ground. And when the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Have you ever asked your mother, Mom, what is this? And she said, Food? <laughs> that meant eat, right? So you, you ate. God provided the quail and the bread that came down out of heaven. And he wanted them to learn a lesson. A lesson that it is God who provides. Trust in the Lord. Verse 16 says, This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it every man as much as he should eat. You shall take an omer, a piece according to the number of the persons each of you has in his tent. And the sons of Israel did so, and some gathered much and some little. And when they measured it with an omer, he who had gathered much had no excess, and he who had gathered little had no lack. Every man gathered as much as he should eat. The provision was from the Lord. Verse 19. And Moses said to them, Let no man leave any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul, and Moses was angry with them. And they gathered it morning by morning, every man as much as he should eat. But when the sun grew hot, it would melt. God used miracles. He fed thousands with a few loaves loaves and a few small fish. Give us this day our daily bread. All right, let me come back to that. Still, I'm still not ready yet. But let's face the fact that in all reality, we have food in abundance. We have so much food that we have food on top of food, right? I wonder if in some small or maybe in a great way, I have become a little desensitized to the thought, give us this day our daily bread. Because you see, when I look in my freezer, there's food for quite some time. Some of us not only have freezers, we have deep freezers, maybe even one or two. And there's food for, for, for quite a while. And so when I pray to God and say, God, give us this day our daily bread, I look at my freezer and I go, well, Lord, I've got food for months and weeks and years. And my refrigerator has food, an abundance of food. And so when God says, give us this day our daily bread, I look at, and there's bread for for plenty of time to come. Then I have snacks. In my I have surplus, right? Snacks in the cupboard, snacks in the in the pantry, snacks in the in the cabinet. I've got food. But Jesus says, when you pray, pray to God, give us this day our daily bread. Not only do I have food, I have water. We talked about that a moment ago. In my, I mean, it's in my house. You know, you, you can have a private well or what do you have? City water and you, you, you turn on the faucet and water, fresh 
potable, clean, cold water comes right out of the spigot in my home. I'm not praying for water. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our water. It's right here. Plenty of it. But Jesus says, when you pray, Father, give us this day our daily provisions. Have I become a little desensitized to that part of the prayer? That's a good model prayer for us. Something to think about. Turn to Luke 11. Luke 11. My housing is adequate. My clothing in excess. You know what it, you know what it kind of feels like? It kind of feels like. Well, maybe it doesn't feel this way. If I say this, you're going to say, no, no, no. But maybe I act as if. I don't actually need God too much after all. Not today. I mean, I look, I think about the times. You grab an apple. Don't eat that apple without praying for it. You grab a snack. Don't grab that snack without praying for it. Saying, thank you, God, for this daily provision. No, no, Lord, I I have a 12-pack of those. Have I become desensitized to this part of the prayer? That's the question this evening. And maybe you have not. But I want you to think about the question tonight. Luke 11, beginning at verse 2. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. So here is what I'm talking about when I say it's a scary thought. To become desensitized to the fact that my daily provisions, my daily blessings that I have in abundance has all come from the Lord. Now, now, now listen to the parable. You've read it, Luke 16. And so because I have such an abundance, here's what's scary. I wonder if in some small way or in some great from some great degree, if this lesson applies in some way to me in comparison to the rest of the world, to the 180 million plus who have nothing. Verse 19. Now there was a certain rich man and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, galley living in splendor, Every day. All of us have this. All of us, brethren, have this in America. And a certain poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate covered with sores. Maybe not in our gate or at our gate, but in our community. All of us, all of us have this man. And long and to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. And maybe, maybe there's no, no poor man at my gate, but they're in our communities. And they're all over the globe. 
And instead of crumbs falling from the table, how about the amount of leftovers thrown away? And the reason we have so many leftovers is because we have so much. And I wonder if I become a little desensitized to this part of the prayer. This parable speaks volumes to our Christian walk and our faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the the idea of, of our daily bread, to understand, to take the depth and to really recognize that every Thing that I have is a, a gift from God. Thank you, God. And my daily bread, my food in my refrigerator is part of my daily bread. And even though I have become so comfortable that I can just reach in and grab something out, and I can reach in and grab something out, and I can reach here and grab something out, and it's in abundance and it's everywhere, let us not take it for granted that God has given us this gift, this Day, but have I become desensitized? Should I just scratch that part of my Bible out because it's no longer necessary? Maybe I no longer have that kind of need from our God. God says, church, recognize where your gifts come from. Every single minute and second of our day, our very breath that we take, and the food, the sustenance that God has given to us, is not just for me, but I also need to share. In other words, instead of cooking so much and throwing so much away, maybe we ought to cook a little less so we don't have the food to throw away. And maybe if we're going to cook that much, maybe we ought to give some of it away instead of letting it spoil And throw it away. God says in verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound to you. That always having all sufficiency in everything. You may have an abundance in every good deed. As it is written, he scattered abroad. He gave to the poor. His righteousness abides forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. Thank you, God. Forgiving and then forgiving me more. And then the more that you give me, I can give and help somebody else. You you gave and you give and you continue to give. Let me be like you. Leviticus, please. Chapter 23. God has always uh, put laws in effect that will help aid the poor. Leviticus 23 and verse 22. The Bible says, when you reap the harvest of your land, moreover, you shall not reap to the very corners of your field, nor gather the gleanings of your harvest. You are to leave them for the needy, for the alien. I am the Lord, your God. Remember Ruth. She was 
reaping the harvest of what was left behind. Give us this day our daily bread. Well, you know what we've been accustomed to doing? Let's turn to Luke chapter 12, please. Sadly, we, we've, been, we've been accustomed to doing this. We just go and build bigger barns. I mean, just keep, keep building barns and bigger barns. I don't know that that is the, uh, the answer. Luke 12 and verse 16. And he told them a parable saying, The land of a certain rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself saying, uh, What shall I do? Since I have no place to store my crops. And he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all of my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And now who will own what you have prepared? So is the man who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. That wasn't a good idea. Proverbs chapter 11. Hoarding isn't a good idea either. Verse 24. The Bible says, There is one who scatters yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds with what is justly due, but... It results only in want. And what did what did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 6. What did Jesus say? He said, don't store up treasures on the earth. Right? Store your treasures up in heaven. That's what Jesus said. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Have I forgotten some of the smaller things in life that are actually amazingly necessary? And they're only small when you have so much, <laughs> right? When you, when you don't have much, it's a huge blessing. It's an amazing gift from God, my daily bread. Have I looked at the food that is 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 brought to me, the food that, that is in front of me, if I looked at it with disdain sometimes, how much food have I wasted? Right? Wasting a gift of God. Thank you, God, for my daily bread. Have I become desensitized to that part of the prayer? Verse 19 of Matthew chapter 6. Do not store up for yourselves or lay up for yourselves treasures Upon the earth where moths and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So throughout the days of my life, throughout the days of my Christian faith, have I developed through each bite of food and each sip of water a deeper faith in God because every drink of water and every morsel of food has come from God it is 
that which has sustained me throughout all of my life to this day and will continue to until I leave the earth. I don't have to get my food at risk. In other words, I don't have to, I'm not like in the, in the wild, in the animal kingdom where we have to go out and, and fight for my food. It's, our food's in abundance. Have I become a little desensitized to that portion of the prayer? Jesus says in Matthew 6 and verse 31, Do not be anxious then, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly uh, seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you, God, for all of this food. Thank you, God, for the breath of life. Thank you, God, for taking care of me. You know that that trusting faith. When I go to the refrigerator because God has provided, there's food. When I go into my cabinets and cupboards and other places, there's food. And all that food, all of that food. You ever done spring cleaning? Well, let's call it food cleaning. You know how you go through your freezer and you throw out all the bad stuff? I've done it to my shame. Should have cooked that stuff before I went and bought some more. You ever gone to your refrigerator and pulled out food? You ever, you ever gone through your cupboards and throw? I don't want to, I don't want to be guilty of throwing away God's blessings. Give us this day our daily bread. How safe? You say, well, you know, because our food is so safe. I mean, it's in a, in a storage place. But what, what if, God forbid, what if we had a few earthquakes that created few tsunamis and and then some volcanic action after that <laughs> we'd be doomed wouldn't we all that could happen in an instant couldn't it all of our food could be gone give us this day our daily bread never put a piece of food into your mouth without saying thank you to the Father who provided the gift to us. He has given us skill, the ability to work, jobs that are available, resources. He's extended his kindness toward us. The early saints, people of old, they struggled with, well, where are we going to get our daily food? And to that, Jesus said, don't worry about your life. I'm taking care of you. Have we forgotten that God is truly taking care of us? Matthew 6 and verse 25. 
For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Let me pause for just a second. Erase that for a second. Do like John. Go, go back. I don't think I've ever worried about the clothing I'm going to put on, the food that I'm going to eat, and the water that I'm going to drink. It's been an abundance. So how do I relate to this scripture? It's a scary thought. It's a scary thought that I could be one of those people taking for granted the very gift of God that He's given to me that is so precious and so important and so valuable that I don't even recognize that it truly came from Him. For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that do not sow, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Turn to Proverbs chapter 30. God's point is, if you look out, the birds get their food as they go. As they go. And all their food comes from God. Aren't you thankful that we don't have to eat like the birds? Right? You know, scavenge. And as you go, you find a little bit here and a little bit there throughout your day. But God says, no, no, no. You are much more valuable to me than them. So I've given you more. But don't take that for granted. Give us this day our daily bread. In closing, Proverbs 30, verse 7. Listen to this dilemma and thankfulness and blessing. Two things I ask of thee. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep deception and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be in want and steal and profane the name of my God. Oh, wait a minute. So, on one hand, thank you, God, for the abundance. But God, if you give me too much, I'm afraid I'm going to forget about you. I wonder if that's me. So much so to where I don't recognize that when a person, and now stealing is wrong, right? But if he's stealing food, maybe I ought to just buy that food for him. The problem is I don't know when they're stealing food. Shouldn't we look for an opportunity to help? I'm going to leave that with you. We thank God for his gift of love and for his compassion. And tonight, if you you've not recognized the beautiful blessings of the Lord and you've not surrendered to him in the waters of baptism, you are invited, as God invites us, to surrender to him in the waters of baptism, surrendering and having all your sins washed away and walking with him anew. And then every day as you walk with Jesus, you're going to learn new things. You're going to grow. Stay faithful until the end. Tonight, if we can help in any way, 
please contact us in some way. We'll get back in touch with you. And to God be the glory in all things. We thank you for your time and participation this evening in our worship. Thank you.